0: Hello. This is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Tuesday the 16th of June. The purpose of this bulletin is simple. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. And I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else is. Today produced 4 shocks and 5 surprises and the Coldwater Global Shocks and Surprises Index remains floating in modestly positive territory, with the US and Asia positive and Europe negative. Today, I'm going to focus on two developments, the strength of May's US retail sales and the details of April's labour market data in the UK. May's retail sales data in the US was sharply better than expected, with total sales up 17.7% month-on-month Auto sales up 44.1% month-on-month and sales ex-autos up 12.4%. Generally speaking, the various state-by-state lockdowns started in late March and have been released at different times in different states, with the earliest in mid-April whilst others are still intact. May then represents a step back towards normality. And there is some evidence of a release of pent-up demand previously frustrated. You see that particularly in vehicles, up 44.1%, clothing, up 188%, and home furnishings, 89.7%. On the other hand, there is some pullback in sectors where lockdowns led to panic buying. F&B rose only 2% month on month, and health and personal care rose only 0.4%. Overall though, the recovery is still far from complete with sales still 7.9% below February's pre-COVID totals, or 8.3% if you ignore vehicle sales. However, the sheer strength of sales in May is likely to have gone a long way towards getting retailers' inventory sales ratios back down from the highs of the 168 they showed in April which compared with 147 in April last year. And if this May's rebound is even halved in June, sales will be back to pre-COVID levels in June. So this is definitely surprising news and it's definitely good news. In Europe, UK labour market data for the three months to end April was the main event and it needs to be read carefully. On the face of it the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.9%. On a three month to three month basis employment actually rose 6k implying a fall of only 168k in April itself. But average weekly earnings fell 0.9% year on year in April. But there is a lot going on in these numbers and if you look at the breakdown in employment it seems very likely that classifications are being disrupted and probably distorted by people's responses to government furlough and benefit definitions. For example, the fact that employee numbers rose by 168k quarter on quarter, while self-employment fell 131k, it probably owes a lot to the more generous support offered to employees than to the self-employed. It paid to reclassify yourself. Meanwhile, Hovering in the background, the tidings were more worrying. Three aspects simply recorded the negative impact of the lockdown and the extension of government social benefit support. Total weekly hours worked, fell 8.7% quarter-on-quarter and fell 8.9% year-on-year during February to April. Experimental data from the Treasury pay-as-you-earn tax returns found a fall of 612k or 2.1% in the number of payroll employees comparing May with early March. And the number of people claiming benefits rose from 1.2 million in March to 2.8 million in May. In neither cases should these be taken as clear evidence of dramatically rising unemployment but rather responses to government efforts to mitigate the income aspect of the lockdowns. On the other hand, the number of vacancies fell 165,000 or by 25.7% on the quarter to 476,000. Now this is a measure which surely represents a dramatic deterioration in the market for labor. And now the number of vacancies in the UK is equal to only 48% of the official jobless total. But to set against that, what's equally important is that there has been no significant fallout from the workforce, which is what you've seen so dramatically in Italy, for example. The inactivity rate rose only 0.01 percentage point to 20.5% and the employment rate fell only 0.1 percentage point to 76.4%. If these ratios keep steady like this, then it's a good sign because it suggests that so far there's not much of that feared scarring um, to be seen in the UK labour markets. Well, that's it for today. As for tomorrow, the main events are likely to be Japan and Singapore trade data for May, EU new car registrations, and US housing starts and building permits. Thank you for listening, and if you got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.